Long ago, in a small town in China, there were once two brothers from a respectable family. Although they weren't rich, the boys never needed for anything, as both parents were employed and earned more than enough to support them. Lu was the eldest, tall, athletic, yet mischievous. Ming was the youngest, bright, intelligent, kind, and innocent. Their parents cherished both of their boys. Yet Ming was no doubt the favorite among the two. His kindness and ability to excel in school impressed his mother, and his pure attitude charmed his father, who often took him along on journeys to meet scholars and authors. Liu, envious of the praise and attention Ming attracted, hated his younger brother, and often devised ways to get him into trouble or worse. In one instance, Liu pushed Ming into a racing river. Where the current was dangerously strong and renowned for taking lives of many fishermen and careless swimmers, the water current thrusted Ming all the way down the riverbank, bringing him to an inch of his life. But luckily, saved by a neighboring fisherman, when Ming recovered and saw his older brother, he met him with kindness in his heart, hugged him, and dismissed the situation as an accident. This infuriated his older brother to no end, as their parents praised Ming more for surviving. And scolded Lu for not watching out for his younger brother. Consumed with spite, he relentlessly conspired a scheme to get rid of his younger brother. Rumors swirled around the town that many locals were disappearing after entering a mountain ravine nearby. The word was that an enormous boa constrictor was seen devouring grown men, swallowing them alive, or after breaking their spines. The area was deemed off limits until the creature left or was killed. The worst part was that these occurrences had gone on in the area for centuries, which struck fear in everyone in the region. Lu smirked at the thought of it. He had been wanting to take his brother somewhere promising, and now he knew just where to take him. Early the next morning, the two boys darted off to undertake their fishing duties and play in the forest nearby. Ming swung his stick valiantly at the hanging leaves as the two headed further into the forest mountains. Ming asked his older brother where they were going, as they hadn't ventured this far away from their home before. Lu replied, "You'll see. It's a place real warriors go to test their bravery. I've heard a lot about it. It's really to die for," he said with a mischievous grin. Ming swallowed hard and nervously said, "I've seen death mile before." He quickly ran to keep up with his older brother. As they got deeper into the mountains, as they pressed on, the forest trees reached higher and higher, blotting out the sun, leaving a dark terrain even in daylight. A mysterious mist floated in, giving them a chilling assurance that water was nearby. Needless to say, the temperature dropped while Little Ming marveled at his breath vapor with each respiration. Lu, appearing lost, looked around nervously, and then pointed and said, "This way." The two continued to make their way towards a ravine with a stream running through, both wide-eyed and tense from excitement. Ming let out a shout, and Lu turned around to see his little brother had tripped and fell to the ground. Their eyes opened in amazement as they saw the gigantic shedding of skin that looked like it came from an impossibly large snake. Ming tried to lift it, but it was too heavy for his little arms. 
He then started to quiver and said, Hey Lou, maybe we should be going back home now. I don't want to see what came out of this skin. Lou, also afraid, put on a facade of bravery and said, <laughs> You're really a coward, aren't you? <laughs> he laughed and continued on the path. Afraid to be alone, young Ming followed closely behind. The two boys got close to the ravine and suddenly they realized the forest had fallen dead silent, as if the place was cloaked in forbiddance. The two heard something rustling in the trees nearby, but couldn't see anything of concern. Ming felt his heart pounding away, harder than he ever experienced. With tears filling his eyes, he called out in fright to his older brother, who had mysteriously disappeared. Ming looked around hysterically and called out for help, but his brother was nowhere to be seen. He then heard a rustle behind him and turned around to see the biggest snake he ever dreamed of slithering near him. The snake was as wide as a horse and its body stretched so far its tail was nowhere in sight. It slowly encircled the boy with his huge beady eyes, stalking its newfound prey. Ming trembled in horror and cried out for his brother as the massive snake circled in. The giant hissed and stared with its unblinking eyes and then surprisingly spoke. It said, What a shameful sight. So deplorable. I've almost lost my appetite. The snake slithered closer and Ming froze in fear with a face full of mucus and tears. The creature raised his head high as if it were going to strike and then whispered, I'm going to punish you for being a heartless wretch and sending a poor child to die. The monster stretched open its mouth, lunged forward with lightning speed, while little Ming flinched and covered his face. Suddenly, he heard a scream and opened his eyes to see the giant snake devouring Lu from behind a tree where he was hiding nearby. At first, the frightened younger brother was going to run away, but when he saw that the boa constrictor had swallowed part of his brother, he was so enraged that he attacked the snake. He picked up stones and sticks and hit the creature to save his brother. After breaking a stick on this gigantic body, Ming stabbed the snake with the jagged edge of the wood. The creature dropped its head in pain, yet continued to try and swallow the older brother. It already engulfed the head, but struggled to get loose shoulders in its mouth. Frantic and lack for a better way, the younger brother grasped his older brother's feet. After a tug-of-war with the boa, he managed to pull his brother out of the snake's mouth. Wounded from the deep stabbing, the snake glared at the young boy and then slithered away. Gasping for breath and wiping the tears from his eyes, the younger brother examined his older brother's wounds and found that Lou had lost his nose, ears, and part of his scalp in the fight with the unnatural beast. His eyelids were pulled off as well, revealing most of his eyeballs in their sockets, which made Ming cringe in disgust. With Lou hemorrhaging and on the verge of death, he quickly lifted his brother on his back and went home, stopping more than a dozen times to catch his breath. After several months, Lou gradually recovered after receiving medical treatment and recuperating for close to half a year. Though his parents and younger brother took care of him and nursed him back to health, he was never the same again. When Lou removed the bandages from his head and face, 
you could see scars everywhere and holes where his nose and ears used to be. With no hair, nose, ears, or eyelids, Lou resembled a serpent and frightened everyone, including himself. Overwhelmed with grief and despair, he often sat alone in his room every day, only going out at night while everyone was asleep. Unable to look his loving brother in the eye, Lou contemplated ending his own life as he recalled his shameful past and intentions. A few weeks later, Lou disappeared and was never seen again. Local hearsay speculated many different things. Some say he ended his own life in disgrace. Others said he wandered away and lived the rest of his days in a monastery to repent for his loss of honor. Another rumor was that he found his way back to the ravine to challenge the snake who took his face, but no one was brave enough to venture out and confirm if it was true or not. Ming grew up to become an official in a governmental sector in the country, but always dreamed of his brother. Lu would appear in his dreams, still resentful, resembling the snake from that horrific day in the mountain ravine, and still trying to cause him harm or lead him towards death. A foul omen haunted Ming for many years as he believed that Lu was still spiteful, even after death. Sometimes a grudge can linger undyingly if the feelings of sorrow or vengeance are unfulfilled. Lou is an example of losing face, which can be much more intense than suffering embarrassment or shame in China. In extreme cases, it can be like losing all senses or losing one's place in life. A complete loss of face could be like full exile, in which one person becomes a non-person even to family or peers. This person can't speak or be spoken to. They can't be heard or seen as if they are not present. When these individuals lose their lives in this state, they could wander the world from the living, inflicting mischief and discomfort on those most deserving, namely family who have neglected or deserted them. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. So you've made it to the end. Thanks for tuning in to Dark Studio. Be sure to comment and share the experience. And stay tuned for the next episode.